This is an ABC podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, tyre fitters and baristas, dried fruit wholesalers and space Space researchers. researchers. Australian football codes have guided this great nation through its darkest hour. But now, with soul in the shorts, feeling in the feet and joy in the jumper, it's time to bump, it's time to thump, it's time to bludge. Footy mad Aussies, pull them up and pack them down for another blast of bludging on the blind side. With the master of midfield mayhem, rampaging Roy Slaven, and the man who never lets them get away, H.G. Nielsen. Hook another lucky trout, H.G. Uh, yes, uh, TF Much, that's Cedric S. Ben Sump, AO, torching the blindside blue paper once again. You can hear the mad passion of the bloke, the blind desire and the uncontrollable appetite all there in that short read from the Sumpster. He's camped, of course, in the bludging on the blindside soundproof booth at ABC Grand Sound HQ. The Sumpster is in and the window is open. Can I be the first to say happy rugby league in this special Magic Round 2021 weekend? League lovers, as you know, our charity partners are the Blinkered Knights of Balaclava. Uh, recently, they launched the Punters Club, which a lot of you are enjoying. Obviously, sessions in your local TAB uh, with tips and chips and all that sort of stuff. You know, the way hey that you get with the Punters Club. And today, the Blinker Knights of Balaclava are pleased to announce they're moving into the horse syndication space. Uh, the Knights are offering 100 shares in an unraced, unnamed Brooding King Colt. The benefits of syndication are many, as uh, those who follow the racing industry will know. Uh, there are many, including free entry into the members and owners' enclosure on race day and your name in the race book, plus obviously a share in the horse and the winnings. Now, this is the breakthrough the racing charity industry has been waiting for. So we have the Punters Club and now we have horse syndication. I mean, where does it go to from here? Well, it's up to the, the Brains Trust of the Blinkered Knights of Balaclava to come up with something new that will involve even more Australians. The Bludge, but the Bludge needs your help in naming the King's unraced, unnamed uh, two-year-old and get involved when we throw open the phone lines in a couple of hours' time and take your thoughts on a name for this wonderful conveyance. You know, I've had a look at the horse... Obviously not in training yet, but from what I've seen, you know, the horse is an absolute winks, you know, in terms of the number of wins possible uh, type of conveyance. It's that good. Uh, I'm not sure how many, I forget how many winks won on the trot, might have been 23. I think this is going to even one better, this horse. So you want to get involved. The BKOB horse syndication blueprint is backed up, of course, by the federal government's punt keeper top up program that was recently given 1.2 billion in the budget on Tuesday night. Look in the budget papers and find the details. Out of work uh, roadies looking to lay on hands, hardworking government types, happy rugby league sightseers and budget freaks with an extra wedge in the kick thanks to Tuesday night. Welcome to Bludging on the Blind Side. God talks to me, pilgrims. This is HG Nelson opening the blind side dig for another set of several. Well, what a week. What an incredible week. A week when too much board is barely enough. In breaking news, former rabbit great Sam Burgess Uh, who recently experienced the redemptive power of rugby league, I should hasten to add, says he is prepared to coach in rural and regional Australia. That's the breakthrough the code's been waiting for. For a big name like Sam Burgess, who knows the game backwards, he's been there 2014, who can forget the deeds? The face, the head was rearranged, but he kept on playing. You know the story as well as I do. And in even further news, Sam has made quiet overtures to the code-hopping 
rural and regional land tax, hoping that they can be part of the expansion that Peter Volandis is imagining. Imagine that. Every week, Sam Burgess putting the polish on the rural and in the new expanded rugby league competition. This is a win-win uh, for the game in the bushes. Sam can not only coach, that's obvious. He can blow up the jumping castle, he can turn on the pie warmer, he can fill the urn and plead with doubting parents to let their kids play rugby league and take a punch to the head. Elsewhere, South Australian jockey now based in Melbourne, who she's actually back in uh, Adelaide this weekend, Jamie Carr wrote her thousandth winner this week. No mean feat, a thousandth winner, and she's already been booked by Roy to ride this uh, unraced, unnamed two-year-old that uh, we're naming later in the show here. And with all that is a bit of a late mail, I, you know, many of you will think I'm talking through my wallet. Well, correct, I am. I am there. A thousandth winner. I've been on about 900 of them. Uh, Cricket and Captain Tim Payne says he's happy to hand the top job over to Smithy again whenever the kid wants to step up and start pointing and shouting at people and telling them where to go. Still with cricket, the bamboo bat, how good is it? And we will be able to test it out. Will we be able to test it out at test level? I have my doubts, apparently. Won't surprise me to see, say, in this uh, uh, first test of the coming series against the old foe that's in battle for the urn, there's a warm-up match against Afghanistan. I'd love to see the Afghanistan-Australian match be a bamboo uh, special which would be interesting to see how it goes in test conditions. Uh, it's a pity that the Don was not around or wasn't around with bamboo bats because um, I reckon he would have got that extra four runs easily. Uh, 99.94. I reckon he would have got the four run- I reckon he would have got six runs with the bamboo bat. He was that good. Apparently you can get the Yorker away quite easily with the bamboo bat. Not quite sure of the science of that, but that's what they say. Uh, and the bamboo bat, of course, reminds me of the DK Lily. Who can forget... Well, you have to be of a certain age, obviously. Who can forget him strolling out with the combat, an aluminium-based bat? Jarred the hands a bit when it hit it, but by God, he once he hit it, they stayed hit. Uh, Hootie V. Stool, the bat is on, and people are keen to get involved. It's in a curious deal. The stool, as in big gal, will work away, walk away with 85% of the purse. It's a wheeze indicating the stink uh, won't make much money. After everybody gets paid, I would imagine there's about three dollars left over after they all get paid. But um, you know, eighty-five percent of that is going to Gal, which is good news. Aussies fired by, up by the promise of Australia. It's tremendous to have you with us as we prod forward again through the stoolage, backed-up stoolage that is of the week's sporting action. Remember to step up, to have a go, to get a go, and if you've already got something for God's sake, get in the queue again and have another go for the sake of Australia. Have your hand out when you do. Now to get the blindside barge away from the wharf, let's lock horns with a man who did absolutely nothing this week. Put the feet up last Saturday afternoon. He's only resumed the perpendicular a few minutes ago, so I'm expecting big things. Uh, he did nothing so as he could take in the full impact of the budget, and he was outraged. I'm sure I don't want to stretch on his toes. I don't, I don't, but I will. Uh, he's outraged by the lack of allocation for funds for rural and regional rugby league, in particular rural and regional Anzacs playing rugby league. I mean, I know we've got a probe into what's going on with veterans, but this Rugby league is a career path. I mean, that's got to be unpacked. The man responsible for nothing this week is rampaging Roy Slavin. Uh, Roy, can we get the blindside? <coughs> oh, well, in, blindside bunny in motion uh, simply by asking what highlights caught your, your restless eye this week. Good day, you! Yes, thanks very much, H.G. Nelson, and uh, happy rugby league, everyone. Uh, look, I took a call from uh, Julia Roberts this week, H.G. It was a FaceTime call. Um, she had... Uh, called the Man of Feathers. You may recall a couple of weeks ago I got a call from uh, the Man of Feathers wondering if I would furnish him with uh, mm-hmm. Julia's number and I said no, but I would give Julia his number, which I did. And she did phone him 
And uh, apparently, according to Julia, he was wondering if she would consider becoming the face of New South Wales horse racing. <laughs> and um, <laughs> she, well, she was in two minds. She didn't know whether she should be offended or flattered. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I said uh, that there was absolutely nothing wrong with New South Wales horse racing. As far as I was concerned, it was in the best hands possible. And uh, it's a very august body that uh, is almost virtually stain-free, mm-hmm. uh, despite what might you know, be unearthed in certain 7.30 report, you know, bashing of racing yeah. in Australia. Well, they have an I agenda. Yeah, they have an agenda, of course. And an can agenda. I point out that none of the administrators of New South Wales Racing are in jail no, at the moment? No, not, not one. No. <laughs> not one. And, uh, and no cases pending. No case, not one case pending. No, right. that's what I said to her. I said it's, it's absolutely a clean sheet. And uh, there would be absolutely nothing untoward or nothing to besmirch your reputation if you were to become the face of mm. New South Wales Racing. And she said that she hadn't committed yet, she was considering it and uh, felt less outraged or offended by it after discussing it with me. Has anyway. she heard of Taylor Swift? Oh, no, yeah, she knows yeah. Taylor Swift very well. Yeah, remember Taylor Swift, I think... Um, was she the face of... Melbourne, I mean, the Melbourne Cup. The Melbourne Cup, Had was no she? Idea, no idea of what she was getting involved in. Yeah. But then people... Was this going back a bit? Oh, a couple of years. A couple of years. Three I years. had no idea, Taylor Swift. Was she out here for the Melbourne no, Cup? No, I was just going to point out that the avalanche of backlash that she caught because oh. of her involvement with racing and that the oh. her fans yeah. were dead set against her coming to the Melbourne Cup. Right. She decided to pull out and right. get back in the was horse Was she flight. touring here? And just decided not to go to Melbourne for the to get into the marquee. That's what. Uh, an excellent question, and that is beyond my memory. I don't know. I don't Part of a. But was know. she approached to become the face of Australian racing at some stage? No, not the no. face of Australian racing. No. Just the Melbourne Cup the Melbourne on Cup. that day. The face of the Melbourne Cup on that day. On that day. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, there's something to it, isn't there? There is. It's a controversial it's, appointment. Yeah. You get it coming and going. Mm. Anyway. Eddie Maguire has called David Kosh big nose. Mm. No, I suppose he has got a big nose, but what's the point of pointing it out? It hardly... What's got to do with the argument? The argument was about the the suitability or not of wearing the famous prison bar strip that Port Power wanted to wear in their local derby in South in Adelaide. I know. Um, it does look eerily familiar and similar to the Collingwood strip and thus Eddie's you know, and Unbridged. antipathy towards it. But to uh, make it a personal attack like that, big nose. It struck me as a bit of swinging dick. Yeah. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. Mine's yeah. bigger than yours. This sort of thing, yeah, I suppose. Anyway, well, it's unedifying. Uh, indeed it it's is. It's unedifying. And, you know... This has been going on for about 50 years, I know. this discussion between... I know, uh, the I know, but it's, this is the first time it's got personal. This is the first yeah, time true. there's been, you know, big nose. Yeah, big nose. Yeah. Keep your nose out of it. Big nose. Where does it go from here? I don't know. Do you think... It can't be good. It'll end up in fisticuffs. <laughs> It'll end up in court. Yeah, in court. <sighs> now, Sam Kerr wins the Golden Boot Award. Mm. Now, she is the form striker of the world. Let's hope she... Let's hope Doot can bring out the... Best in her when she fronts up with the Matildas in the uh, in the Olympics. Ash Barty crashes in Madrid, but was in good shape in Italy until 
she, uh, I think she's got an, an injured arm, which is not good, uh, two weeks out from the French. And I don't know what the injury is. I don't know how extensive it is, but she had to withdraw when she was ahead in the, might have been the semi-final. Semi-final. semifinal. Mm. In Italy. Uh, Ricciardo, sixth in Spain, certainly heading in the right direction. Uh, I think some of the suspension and braking issues have been addressed by the, uh, uh, I want to say the McLaren team. Um, so this is good, very good news for Ricciardo fans. Now, Stuhl has been offered an IBF title shot if he gets over Hooney. What? This is very big news. Very big news. Gal, IBF. He could have a t- uh, shot at the IBF heavyweight championship. What a feather in the cap. What a feather in the cap. That's Gal. incredible. But he's got to get over Hooney. Yes. And that's not going to be easy. I think Hooney might be getting a little bit gabby. Yeah, he is. He, he is. is. He is. He's certainly might... got a talking game. Well, together. he got a bit lippy this week. Hey, lippy. We might get to that. Yeah. Well, maybe. Maybe. So many issues. Because it's not terribly edifying. Now, the zoo's a raff about. It's sold out in 24 hours. Newcastle people love their boxing. And Newcastle people, well, Newcastle people love the rugby league. They love their soccer. They love their cricket. Surfing? They love their surfing. But they really, really, really love their boxing. Where is this bout set for? Is it the International Sports Arena? I think the International Sports Arena, named by the Queen, 1973. Yes. That's where it is. That's where it is. And that's a big space. Yeah, but hundreds. That's hundreds of thousands of people. Uh, have they got permission from Gladden them to put I in believe as many so, as they yes, like? yes. Mask free. Yeah. Mask free. Come as you are. Pants on. Pants on. That's the only rule. Mm-hmm. Um, now, Steve War uh, thinks uh, we didn't have a plan B in the series against India. He wants Payne to back his instincts. Don't know if this is a good idea. No. We saw Payne back his instincts when he got a little bit lippy and inappropriately lashed Tudy, out and yeah. Tudy and all of that. Didn't work. Didn't work at was all. Was that plan B? There was no plan B. No, that's that's Steve's point. Yeah. But <clears throat> I don't know what a plan B might no, be. Thanks. You've read my mind. Plan B might throw the ball to someone not expecting it, you know. Dave Warner. Hey Dave. Let's uh, roll the arm over, mate. Yeah. What, me? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Let's just Get see. up there, guys. Let's just see what happens. Stop complaining. Let's just see what happens. Yeah, and don't, don't yeah. spread it too wide off the upstop. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just keep it on a tight lens. Yeah. Nah, bugger it. Do, what you, do whatever you want. Uh, now, the Queensland Reds, they've uh, oh. snared the super rugby crown and Brad Thorne is being invited to stay, to stay on. His uh, contract is being extended. I'm wondering if Thorne should be given the... Uh, the job of the Wallabies. I think that'd be an excellent. I think it'd be a good good idea. That match. I like s- Thorne. He knows Australian conditions. He's been a Bronco. He's been played State of Origin. He's crossed codes. He's been an All Black. He's won a World Cup. Might have won two. He knows what's going on. He knows the game inside and out. And the players respect him. And when he speaks, people listen. He hasn't lost the room. Unlike some others, you're listening. Stick. Now. Uh, the Qantas Wallabies, or the former Qantas Wallabies, have become the Cadbury Wallabies. Now, I don't know if this is a, well, is that a, a tight fit or not. No, is that a message we want to send? I don't know. The can- a glass and a half a in every... glass and a half in every bloody... Block. Block, wasn't it? Mm. And but I but it's not really... Is it top shelf? Is it top shelf Cadbury's? I don't know if it is. And that ad they have where uh. a youngster seems to trade... 
valuable possessions for a block of chocolate. I don't know. I don't get that ad. Oh, yes, this is the uh, the storekeeper who seems to be a very generous Thanks. person. Yes. She brings in a cotton reel and a couple of buttons and says she wants a present, Mother's Day present for Mum and he buys the chocolate. And, yeah, and he gives her back something in change. I think it's very emotional. I get teary. I get very teary when I see that. Does it make me want to buy chocolate? No. No, oh, it's a separate <laughs> issue. Do you know, want to look at the wallabies? Do I think, hmm, wouldn't mind a bit of chocolate? Far from it. Makes me want to vomit at the moment. You know, when they start winning, I might think, You beauty, where's that block of chocolate? And make it fruit and nut. are here. And make it fruit and nut. Fruit and nut. Thank you very much. Now. They rate that game as the best game of rugby in Australia for a decade. Yeah, that's what I heard. Mm. Yeah, that's right. It went about five and a half minutes overtime. It did. (laughs) (laughs) That's rugby. (laughs) That's right. No no penalties for time wasting. No, no, no. Very quiet week for the uh, greatest game of all, apart from the shouts that are coming from Magic Round, which we'll get to. Magic Round, oh, the magic, the magic. Reynolds to become a Bronco. I think we broke that story on this program. We did. A couple of weeks ago. We I did. I think we, uh, we broke that. And a lot of people uh, were critical of us for doing so. Yeah, they said, you, don't, you, don't know what you're talking, you don't know what you're talking about. Remember when I think the quiet man of the league, Wayne Bennett, uh, <laughs> phoned our producer and gave him a real mouthful. Yeah. We knew it was right. Yeah. And and we cannot resile from truth. I mean, the truth sometimes yes, punches you in the face. It does. It does. Uh, now, East's coach, speaking of truth, Trent Robinson, is fined ten thousand dollars for telling the truth. He's the Liz Cheney of the rugby league, <laughs> isn't he? Isn't he? It's a disgrace, Roy. It's an absolute disgrace. He said the bunker was a shambles, and the bunker team was subsequently dropped. Dropped. Proving what, what Robinson is. was saying was absolutely correct. Mm. So what do they do? Find him ten thousand dollars. It is insane. What? Remember, of course, previously they find the kid in the toilet. They did five thousand dollars for doing, doing nothing. Yeah, for doing nothing. For doing nothing. For, for, for falling in love. Exactly. For falling in love. Yeah. And can I point Can't out? Can't rugby league players fall in love anymore? No. What has happened to the world? But can I say I'm completely with Robbo in this case? Yes, I am Th- too. Those incidents... Not, I don't agree with Robbo. No, exactly. I don't agree exactly. with him on this I don't case. Because he coaches East. I know. Why would you agree we with him? I hate East. Yeah, exactly. Everybody Thank hates you. East. But this time around... But this time around... I'm right up behind You had my sympathy. You had my sympathy. Yeah, sympathy. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Well said, Robbo. I shouted as I reached for the chocolate, hoping the wallabies had come on. The man of feathers loses a defamation case against the ABC, but I think he's going to challenge this. He is. I've, I think I've he's got disagreed with the, He's disagreed with the Beaks. Yeah. Disagreed with them. Yeah. Was well, the High Court, appeal. Supreme Court? Is he going to take it to the World Court? Hope he does. Federal Court. Federal Court. Mm. Okay. One of those courts. I'm but not sure what the Federal Court does. I hope they listen. I hope they listen. Well, they just seem, need to see him, don't they? They, they need they to see, see him. him. Here he comes. Who Here is he comes. Like, who, what the, one of the man of feathers. Pick those feathers up, fella. Yes. Look, here's a... Bar of fruit and nut and off your shoot. <laughs> off your shoot. You're not with the wallabies, are you, mate? Make of that what you will. The Bludge is principal sponsor of the Brad Thorne Mega Centre for Football Excellence. It's open to all 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and it's free. This is Bludging on the Blind Side. Okay, we've got to go to Magic Round. Obviously, this has exploded. I mean, I knew it would be big. Yeah. But this whole revolution in refereeing. Yeah. 
is just going to take a fair while to unpack. Mm. And what I love about the league is they didn't make any suggestion that they were going to do anything till about 11 o'clock yesterday morning mm-hmm. when Volandi sent a message around to people saying it's on. Yes. Uh, yep. They'll be tweeting, they've come into blow, they're coming to Brisbane to blow the house down, uh-huh. and that's what happened. Now, last night, if I get this right, yeah. there were four sin, sin bins yep. in the first game and four in the second game. Mm, is that right. what we? Is that the standard we're expecting? Yeah. Because a number of those sin bins, can I say we're... And pretty, I don't, pretty soft. Soft, tiggy touchwood. Yeah. Um, yeah. There was a... There was a sin bin for slowing the plague down, which I thought... Oh, professional foul. I think sin bin's fine for professional foul. Right. And are you are you seeing a great, you know, surge of people through the sin bin and back out? And, yeah. You know, do you see that people will be punting on how many people are going to get binned tonight and for stuff sure. like that? I mean, I picked up a lovely wedge on the four in the first game last oh, night. Oh, yeah, yeah, Sadly, yeah. I thought there might be six in the second game because I thought... Yeah, I see you missed out there. Yeah, yeah. missed out there. I thought mm. it might go silly. Sure. Really silly. Yeah, yeah. But can um, I point out the other thing that worries me is mm. trawling back through the the memory of the ref yeah. to find penalties from five plays ago. I know, I know. That that really was a disturbing Dist- development, <laughs> you know. Uh, I mean, there's going to come a time where we're going to go back three or four rounds back <laughs> and say, oh, well, there was a mistake. We didn't pick that up, you know. I mean, where is this going to end? It's changing rugby league. It's not rugby league as we know it. No. Um, look, I think the only way to solve this headhunting crisis that the game is locked in is, as I've said before, you've got to have a send-off. I know, send-off, but there was no... There was no send-off. I know. No, no. send-off. You know, that's, that's the... I mean, if they're going to be serious about it, that's what people want to see. But it is going to change the game if you don't get sent off yeah. for anything. No, you're just so, going to get sin bin. Yeah, well, I mean, people, well, people are going to look forward to that. Yeah, that's right. Bit of a breather. Put the feet up. Yeah. <laughs> Back on, refreshed from 10 in the bin. Yeah. Now, <clears throat> this is the Volandis talk. Yeah. Uh, we will not tolerate any hit above the shoulder, the head or the neck region. Mm. Any foul player will be penalised heavily. Uh, we're going to get uh, all that out of the game. Uh, we did it many years ago with punching in, by using the sin bin. Is that right? Is that, oh, is that right? I'm not sure that's right, but yeah. be that as it may, you don't see punching anymore. You don't see spear tackles anymore. You don't see many of shoulder charges anymore. That's true. And we're determined to get rid of the knock around the head. Yeah. Now, they, he cites and... Um, yeah, but a lot of these bludges, you know... They duck, duck, duck their heads at the last minute. Affects your timing. Affects your timing. Affects your timing. Now, there's got to be a way of being even-handed about this. So the bunker should be able to determine whether the bloke dropped his head deliberately or dropped his head accidentally or stumbled or did something stupid that uh, resulted in a relationship developing between an arm and a head. Now, I'll tell you who's a master of that, the Geelong player Selwood. Oh, yeah. Their midfielder is a master of that, can pull a head high almost anywhere on the park. Oh, Even when he's by himself, somehow somebody knocked him around the head and he gets a free. Yeah, okay. Well, there you are. See, it is really a genuine penalty puller. Old-fashioned penalty old pullers will be encouraged. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't tell me that Bellamy isn't working this out right well, now. Of course he is. He'd be crazy not to. You know, duck your head in the tackle. Duck, duck your head at the last minute. Surprise everyone with that duck head. <laughs> now... The NRL took a similar approach with punching in 2013, making an automatic sim bin after Paul Gallen's strike on Nate Miles in the state of origin. Oh, yeah, but he was asking for it, Nate Miles, wasn't he? Well, that's of course, because he used, used his, his head. head. 
<laughs> the league told the clubs last week there was going to be a crackdown on high shots, encouraging mm. referees to use the bin, yeah. shin bin. And, you know, people say that this doesn't filter down to lower grades. Mm. I drove to work today and was puzzled by a game of rugby league where I saw two people playing 13. And I had to stop and ask, where are they? Rest of them. Well, they're all in the bin. All in the bin. See, referees, they are affected by the senior referees of the game. They take them as role models. Yeah. You know the names. I don't want to have to spell them out now. I'll end up in court. I know. I know. I know. You know, I mean, it's just an avalanche of stupidity. Yeah. Yeah. See, the way to, you know. Well, what is it? well it creates a great opportunity for referees to start showboating and big-noting themselves, doesn't it? That's the Suddenly problem. Suddenly they become the story. I put 10 in the bin today. Yeah. All of a sudden you're All on Channel sudden, 9 News. Yeah, yeah. With how, how, did, how did it feel? Yeah. I oh, know, pretty well, you know. I, I was blowing pretty well and, uh, you know, I called it a sword. You know, if I, you know, if a bloke ducks in, I don't care. If a bloke ducks in, you know, it doesn't matter. He hit the head, you know, he got hit the head. And I was, you know, so I put him in the bin. Yeah, I put him in the bin. I put 10 in the bin. Yeah. I'll put 20 in the bin next week. You know, you just watch. Aussies, there are so many great sibling league heroes. They are never far from our thoughts. Brad and Craig Izzard, Appazine in Nosy Toga, Steve and Peter Mortimer, Brett and Darren Plowman. All remembered with respect here on Bludging on the Blind Side. See, Valandi says it's never been allowed to hit anyone in the head, never in the game's history. All we need to do now is really enforce it, and we will. I mean, this is. See. Practice yeah. is what people get used to. Uh-huh. So are we going to have a cramp down next week, say, on, uh, you know, being offside? Yeah. Are we going to have a, you know, a, a, a big, you know, go at uh, sort of slowing the play? Yeah. And what happens with that when you get that thing that we talked about last week, that, that blight on the game yeah. of where six again six is awarded again. Yeah. and you, then the you first slow tack, it down. Oh, no, you slow, slow it down. Slow it down. Yeah, and then you got the six again. Yeah. Is that going to be binnable or is that going to be send-off? Because there's only this escal- escalation yeah. is going to get out of control. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well you're not no, going to have a game gonna, That's going to have to be addressed. And, and I, I think coaches are going to have to be fined for this or penalised. How about points? Points. You know, I'm not... Your I coach earns a point. You got, well, points, once you get to 10 points, you're not allowed to turn up the game, something like that. But not bad. I was going to go the other way. Say you were Canterbury. Now, I know yeah. Canterbury haven't got any points, so it's a bit no. hard. But they would go... Oh, if those points. Minus four points. Wow. You know? For slowing the play down what? or for d- deliberately slowing the play down after a six again call. Exactly. You've got to make it proportional. <laughs> I mean, you just can't willy-nilly hand out... You know, if you kick it out on the full sort, you can't have yeah. minus four points for that. Well, let's get serious about it. Okay. If you if you are found to deliberately slow the play down professionally after a six-again call... Minus points. The clubhouse is going to be bulldozed. <laughs> You'd only have to do it once, wouldn't you? Now, we come to the other side of this and coin. And there'd be questions, you know, the board would be involved, the coach would be called yeah. before the Courts. board. Yeah. Courts, it may be all not possible under Australian law yeah. to do that. But, you know, the police would be involved, obviously, come around. You know, yeah. What are you what doing with that bulldozer? <laughs> yeah, no, I've been told. Who by? Peter Valandis. Why? <laughs> well, the, the uh, Canterbury Bank's outside. They slay the play down. Slay the play down. Oh, fair yeah, enough. Off you go. Yeah. <laughs> now, come to the what I call the Rolling Stones problem. People want to see uh, Dylan Brown play. I love seeing Dylan Brown well, play. Well, who doesn't? Yeah. Mm. 
I just pick him as an example because he's yep. out at the moment with, a, I think, a genuine three-week suspension for knees in the back on the, oh, on yeah. the young Roosters player. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But Dylan Brown, okay. Yeah, yeah. Dylan Brown gets binned. Mm-hmm. People have travelled all the way from Parramatta up to driven up to, you know, Magic Ground. To and see the, Dylan Brown. To see Dylan Brown. Yeah. He's binned for half the match. Yep. I mean, is that fair on the people of Parramatta who travel all that? Uh, on the fans, the para- the blue and yellow army or whatever it's called, the paradise yep, people? Yep, yep. Is that fair on them? Well, well hang Because they go to see... I know they can't go to see Dylan Brown, but a lot of people turned up to see the, the kitty who was, who, who was neat in the back. Yeah, I know. Separate issue. All oh, right. <laughs> we can examine I thought that. I was somehow fused. <laughs> <laughs> well. You know. I'm not, I'm not sort of able to address that instantly, but mm. I take your point. Yeah. It's lots of people didn't want to see that. Yeah. That went to see the Roosters player. I think it might have been his first game. It or was it, his first game. Yeah. There were a lot of people there to see his first game. They and didn't want all, to see him need in the back. No, and he only lasted about five minutes. That's right. Before he's dragged he off to hospital. Dragged off to hospital. Yeah, he may never play again. Well, see, that's a tragedy. That's a tragedy. So... I mean, that's what I mean. Dylan Brown deserved the three weeks. Yeah. He might have deserved a lot more in some people's eyes. Well, in my eyes, he deserved a hell of a lot more. <laughs> and Robbo certainly didn't deserve the $10,000 fine. Oh, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. But what, what we need is a sort of committee of common sense. Perfectly put. A committee of a common committee sense. A committee of common sense. To take the sense. heat out of all of this. Yes. Because it's just going every which way. Yep, 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 yep. And yep. I'll tell you who hadn't got any control over it, the man of feathers. Totally out of control. Australians, do you want to become a rugby league referee? You're shocked your parents won't speak to you and now you don't know where to turn. Well, help is available. Keep listening to Bludging on the Blind Side. And, um, look, the uh, boss of rugby league, the man of feathers, may have had his gaze elsewhere because he was in court this week. Mm -hmm. Uh, But he's vowed to keep fighting. Good. Uh, the ABC, after he lost his defamation case against the national broadcaster, over an Im- investigation aired on that left-wing lynch mob 7.30 about slaughtered racehorses, retired yeah. racehorses. Now, yeah. uh, the Racing in New South Wales chief executive was saddled, lovely pun, with the ABC's court costs yesterday as the lawsuit was dismissed. Mm. Philandy said his team, his legal team, right. not sure who that is, but be mm. interesting to know, yeah were reviewing the decision and the initial advice was to appeal the decision. Mm-hmm. The program portrayed Mr Volandis in a negative light and made his assertions look foolish, the judge found, but did not defame him as someone who callously allowed horses to be euthanised. Yes. Footage 2019. A recorded interview with Mr Volandis was juxtaposed. Central to Mr Volandis' case was the investigative journalist and the program's producer did not show him uh, the bombfield footage prior to the interview. The Australian Rugby League Commission uh, chairman said the program falsely portrayed him as someone who callously permitted the slaughter of horses. Uh, Mr Volandis argued the program painted him as dishonestly asserting horses were not being sent to slaughter in New South Wales. I must say Mm. uh, it was a head-in-the-bag defence because anybody would have told him that uh, horses that were here last week who didn't run very well aren't it with us anymore. I mean, it's uh, ludicrous to suggest that he didn't know what was going on. Well, yeah, I mean, owners and uh, connections HG are usually unwilling to subsidise the existence of an animal if it's slow or if it's unwilling to comply with, uh, you know, speed requirements on the track Mm. and is not delivering outcomes that are advantageous 
in terms of bank account of, of said connections. And owners. And owners. Yeah. And so are you going to feed that animal? Are you going to keep, you know, looking after it? It's a costly thing. Mm. Uh, you, you, you might put it on eBay and see if anyone wants it. Um, but very few people, you know, these days have the wherewithal, especially, you know, in cities. Um <laughs> Often, if you're in a high-rise, you know, you've got to talk, speak to the body corporate and if you do say to them, look, I, I've bought a horse, uh, where are you going to put it uh, on the balcony? Well, no, you're not. Right. They, they often don't like that. And then again, the horses don't really like that sort of living either. It's, it's, it's not fair on the horse. Sure, you can take it out for a bit of a clip-clop around the, around the block, but it's not really enough. I've been told So the what lifts. do we do with all of these horses? Well, yeah. the simple solution in the past has always been, you know, as far as I've known, you, uh, you get out the shoddy and uh, go somewhere quiet. Mm. And that's it, you know. Um, problem solved. Pro- problem solved. Any questions asked, you say, dunno, you know. If someone says, oh, what happened to, you know, bludging slug? Who? Bludging slug. What happened to bludge? Dunno. That's how it's always been. You know, less said the better. <laughs> you know, you just hope nobody brings it up. Mm. Um, <laughs> That's right. You know, so so there and, and there are you know there, there wouldn't be a horse owner or a trainer in Australia who hasn't you know felt the need to find somewhere quiet with a shoddy. Mm. <laughs> it's just choose the slug yeah. option. And and you know it's an unpleasant thing to do. Nobody enjoys it. Wow, well, they're all one or two blokes. But anyway, let's see the better. We don't, we don't need to dwell on that. You know, no. there, are, there are sickos in every industry. Now, now um, I, I, does, I, I do hope he appeals because, you know, it'd be sad to hmm. besmirch the racing industry as a whole yes. with this particular problem, yes. which, which I'm hoping is now with the retirement funds and, you hmm. know, this rehoming that they go in for. You know, oh, yes. The Australian racing is leading the world in that. Our rehoming is the best in the world. Yes. Uh, no racing industry has got a rehoming program like ours, mm-hmm. and I understand body corporates are being approached by, uh, particularly the New South Wales government, to relax the rules on horses on balconies. Oh, good. Okay, uh, that's uh, good. I, as I understand it, the lift is a problem. Yes. Because obviously lifts in a safe But aren't there service tw- lifts that... Uh, oh, that could be the case. Yeah. Yes, I hadn't thought of that, yeah. but you're absolutely right. Generally speaking, right. there are service lifts. Exactly. You know, if you've bigger, got to take furniture up, you Yeah, know, bigger. Yeah, you know, you, you you go somewhere and you buy, you know, a three piece set of. You can't fit in you the can't normal, fit in through a normal the front lift. Door. It goes goes through the service lift. There's yeah. no reason why you couldn't fit a horse in there. You know, I've done it plenty of times. If you are an Australian confused by the terms multi, pick the score, first try scorer, or pick the margins, Bludging on the Blind Side provides a free helpline service. Dial one eight hundred Backdoor Benny and make an appointment for the whole family. Can I raise a word with you that I don't like racing with you, but mm. will drive you nuts? Consistency. Oh yeah, God, man. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, is this the blueprint? The Volandis blueprint now is four set off in every game. Yeah. Sinbin days. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. forget the set off. That's a separate issue. Separate We've come issue. To that I mean, on. we dream of seeing a send off. Exactly. Just that. Yeah. Just the, the, finger. the extended finger and you know mm. the. All of that, the drama. You know, the last person who I can remember being sent off was Blocker Roach. Yeah, that's a I mean, long that's, time ago. That's and that was tapping the ref on the, on the head. <laughs> I mean, it's Which such a rare thing. It seems pretty tame now, doesn't it? It does. It does. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was just a patronising little pat on the head. Yeah, keep up your good work, Sonny Jim, yeah. sort of thing. Mm. Yeah, but consistency. I mean, are you... 
Well, I don't think I, I don't think there's been any consistency when it comes to refereeing since Cam Smith left. <laughs> it's a captain's call, thanks, ref. Blokes, let's have a bludge on the blind side with Roy and HG. Now, this move by Sam Burgess uh, certainly took me back. Uh, that uh, great idea, isn't it? It is. It is, and it does strike me that. Mm. He's got enormous profile in the game. He does. Uh, and great authority oh. wherever he goes mm. and a large Tremendous figure. respect. Re- tremendous respect. Mm. And <clears throat> obviously run of outs. Yes. Could happen to anybody. Yep. But his next aim is to restart my professional life and I want to be involved in rugby league again. Of course. And he, and he wouldn't be. Yep. And he wants to go to the bush to kickstart his coaching apprenticeship. Well, that's fantastic. Now. Fantastic news. Has he mentioned anywhere he wants to go in particular well, HG? Is it Group 10, Group 6, Group 4? Well, I can see him fitting into the Orange set up at the moment. Oh, I think there's three, yeah. three, te- three teams in Orange now, weren't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, there's yeah, that yeah. many people right. moved out there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's oh, more it's people. real go-ahead, Orange. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Orange, great place. And, mm. uh, you know, it's obviously got some terrific places where you can get a feed. Oh, yes. And lovely circumstances. It's got a uh, terrific hospital too, HG. Well, they're very good for rugby World league. World-class hospital there that would be totally rugby league compliant. And didn't they have a recent election there where I think uh, mm. the Barra Barra government, that's oh, the yeah. Berejiklian and Barralaro government, oh, yeah. suggested they'd build them a footy stadium if they voted them a in. A footy stadium in Orange? In Orange. That's 20, fantastic 25,000 seater Whoa. in Orange. Now, that's exactly where Sam could start his yes. trade. Yes. Now, you, would Sam get a pub there? Would they give him a pub to right. manage? I hadn't thought of that, but he'd be very good at he'd that He'd be too. very good at that. Now, can I ask, mm. in your understanding about a coaching, is it just a matter of putting your hand up and declare, declaring you'll be a coach and then you look in the paper and maybe oh. I'm not sure what the orange or look online. Yeah. I'm not sure what, let's call it the orange advertiser. I don't know what it's called. Mm. You look on their site and you see in the, you know, the wanted columns or occupation. A vacant. coach for. Yeah, that's yeah, right. For, yeah, yeah. let's say, one of the orange teams. Is that how it works? And you send them in a, hello, everyone. My name's Sam Burgess. I used to play dot, dot, dot. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, I want to yeah. be a coach. Sure. Help me out here. Yeah. Look, I think you've got to, I think you've got to be ticketed. Mm. Um, so, but I think the coursework you could do online you, and God, Sam, Sam could do the course probably in, in fi- 15 minutes. 15 minutes, yeah. You know, I don't think it'd take him long to get, uh, what would it be? Level one, level two, level three, um, coaching certificate. He could do that in a day and then move to Orange, you know, get s- set- settled there. Uh, maybe whatever the hotel's going to be, probably live there upstairs and just get down, open up in the morning, 10 o'clock, start pulling a few beers. Word would get out pretty quickly that, you know Sam Burgess is in there pulling beers? Sam Rugby League Burgess? Yeah, Sam, we're looking for a coach. Hey, yeah. Sam. Yeah, Tuesday night, what yeah, are you Tuesday doing? Yeah, Tuesday night, what are you doing, mate? Do you want to come down and have a look yeah. at the boys? We're yeah. going to have a bit of a run around, yeah. you know? Next yeah, thing you know, oh, Sam's yes. got the whistle. Yeah, and the witch's hat. Yeah. Now, why is... Why is the pub so central to this? I mean, I... Oh, I, that's his tradition, actually. I oh, mean, okay. he, he, might, he might, might get a hardware store or something. Uh, of course. You know, I that's just symbolic for settling down, you know. I, I don't know what else What else? I understand what you're saying. He, he, he could do. It, Maybe a mixed business, corner shop, yeah, so, no, something like that, where you could buy your chocolate if you're a Wallabies fan. You know, I'm a Wallabies fan. Sam, can I have a Catteries? Got any caramellos? <laughs> uh, now, can I ask, um, is that so as, say, local media as well mm. as people would know where to find him if they wanted to find yes. out how they were going to go against, say, the final last yeah. standing team in Lithgow? 
All right. Oh, right. I just picked that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Against workies. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. This weekend, Sam, you know, where do you think you've got to improve? Mm. You know, obviously the refereeing, the new edicts coming out, are they affecting you? The yeah. sin, sin binning of the eight yeah. players last week, did that slow you up at all? Mm. Uh, do you Are you training to play with less people on the paddock? <laughs> I mean, this gets back, speaking of that, it does get back to your excellent suggestion of a rugby league pl- power play yeah. where – a team could either add two more if they're oh, losing, yeah, add yeah. two more, or take two more off the oppo- take two off the sure. opposition. Is that what we're looking for? Is to even up the competition by well, We're going to have to do something because these blowout scores. I, I, I mean, they're a real turnoff. I think. Like, well, there's a know, blow you, last you, night. You look the at poor old game. Michael. He's not going to turn up for a Broncos match for a while. You wouldn't have thought. Man, what Broncos happened? Night, yeah. But I mean, people vote with their feet. You know, if you're being bashed up by fifty points week in week out and coach is doing nothing and the players aren't interested in turning up, you know, it's it's no good. And the TV, I mean, innocent bystanders say in, yeah. you know, I don't know, Mudgy, yeah. might like to turn on and see what was happening in the magic round. Yeah, uh, they, 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 they could. I, I thought, I thought they, you were going in a slightly different direction. I thought you were hoping maybe CBN 8 or one of the local networks would cover you know, Sam's, whatever team Sam's ah. coaching and could, you know, all you need Live? is one, one camera. <laughs> <laughs> cover it a bit, bit like, uh, you know, T.G. Milner Field and the Shoot yes. Shields. Yes. I mean, that, that's your blueprint. And I think uh, that would be fantastic. Everyone would be interested in watching rural and regional uh, rugby league and what do if, you think you could about... see it, if you could see it live. Yeah, and what do you think just quickly about the uh, rural and regional Anzacs? Do you think they'd be open to well, the Well, they're idea? willing. They're, 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 they're ready to go. They're ready to go. And they're Burgess interested. Well, I don't know if they're Burgess interested, yeah. but, they're, but they're interested. Quiet Australians, raise the Olympic gaze and reset the controls for July 2021. Stand by for a golden shower in Tokyo. Hunters, stay up to date with updates right here on Bludging on the Blind Side. Ah, uh, yes. Now, at the start of the second hour, a uh, quick reminder that if you had missed the first hour, then it's available on a podcast not long after we pull up stumps on uh, Grandstand, ABC Grandstand. Now, uh, the address for snail mail contributions to the show is roynhg at abc.net.au. roynhg at abc.net.au. And the following people have got involved, Roy. They have, HG. Just on the text, Timbo suggesting to keep the game flowing under the new rules, Jared Wura Hargreaves could be put in the bin before the game starts. <laughs> just to save time. It's not a bad solution. Well, that's the thing is how much is being lost with people walking out now, walking off? Yeah. Because they don't run. I mean, I think that's Volandis has to get involved in here. If you're slow off, it's a further 10 minutes in the bin. That's not bad. You've got to run off. Yeah, full pace. Full pace. And somebody has to time them. If it takes longer than, say, four seconds, because you can easily duck over the sideline and wander around to the bin wherever you are. Mm. I mean, I don't mind that. No, I don't mind that. Now, Gomez has been involved, got involved. He says, I listened with sadness last week regards the plight of the Mudgy Dragons and the volunteers stretched to breaking point. Mm. As the President said, we're not grey nomads, which got me thinking, but what if they were grey nomads? Could this solve Bush Rugby League's volunteer dilemma? I'm not suggesting the army of grey nomads roaming rural and regional New South Wales and Queensland are bludgers, but they are certainly underutilised. Are we overlooking a rich, untapped rugby league resource here? But how to engage them and steer them gently in the right direction? Well, there's a ready-made solution to this problem. You could use the hogs. After all, they're already roaming willy-nilly throughout the bush. 
instead of the hogs focusing on, uh, for example, teaching Gilgandra K3 how to pass left to right, they could instead be encouraged to round up the nomads in the area to be put to work in the local bush league teams. It's an excellent idea. This is how it could work. After some discreet reconnaissance to assess strength of nomad numbers, 50 or so hogs would descend upon the nomad encampment in a country town, usually at the local showground, circle the caravans for a few minutes, revving the engines and whipping up dust. After this show of strength, a small delegation, say, led by Spud Carroll, would dismount and enter the encampment to meet with the elders with a simple offer. Would you like to run the line on Saturday morning for the under-sevens or be run out of town? It's brilliant. Elegant. Elegant. And what's, what I love is is that no money has been spent getting the grey nomads there. They're there themselves. They're there. I know. Underutilised, as he points out. Problem solved, or to quote Karl Marx, from each according to his ability to each according to his need. But why stop on game day? The bone-idle nomads could be put to work for rugby league in so many more ways. For example, they could take training sessions on a Tuesday afternoon, teach the kiddies how to defuse a bomb or milk a penalty or even deliver upon the current education curriculum and help teach rugby league history at the local primary schools, covering topics like, say, who was Popper Clay and why are white boots bad luck in a grand final? Like all big problems, the solution is often right there under your nose, or in this case, down at the local Oval or Caravan Park. Just needs some political will from head office. No, that's an excellent... That's about the best email we've exactly. had in, in, say, 15 years. Yes. Because he's yes. seen a problem, he's rationalised an answer and, and you know, it once could... you put put Sam Burgess into that mix... Yes. Sam Burgess and some grey nomads, <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? Now, Clinton from Bronte, he says, happy rugby league. Yeah, happy rugby league. I have you. a... Yeah, happy rugby league to you, Clinton. I have a solution marrying the tripartite issues of, one, a Tasmanian NRL franchise, two, participation of the Pacific Nations, and three, big tech. Ready, he says, question mark? We certainly are. The Apple Islanders. The Apple Islanders. That's not bad, is it? No, it's very good. It's very good. Very, very good. Could Sam go down there? Sam could. Sam would love the Apple. The Apple Island would love Sam. Mm. I'll tell you the, that as a fact. Uh, you know, I was saying to you off air, you know, that the Warriors never play in New Zealand anymore. They're no. an Australian team. Yeah. I'm just wondering if the Apple Islanders could be a mainland team. Oh. I, I, you know, yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's a mainland idea. We've, uh, we've got a big issue on expanding the league, sure. which we've got to get to sooner or later. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm. Tasmania might get his nose might be out of joint, oh, I understand though, that, Because yeah. it generally trades off being the Apple Island, doesn't it? But nobody calls it that anymore, do they? It's cheese Gen- town. Generally cheese town. <laughs> cheese town now. <laughs> now, uh, Tom says, uh, can we shed any light on why there isn't a fixture for the rural and regional Anzacs to take on the urban Anzacs, much like city country fi- fixtures of old? Could I suggest an annual match on a National Rugby League Day, September the 8th, with the venue rotated between different city and country parks containing monuments dedicated to the Anzacs. Brilliant idea. It's not a bad idea. Brilliant idea. But as long as it as long as that doesn't become a fiasco. Oh, like the general city, city yeah, country. Yeah. I don't want any more fiasco. No, we don't no, rugby league that's one thing it doesn't need. I mean, really it is becoming a rolling fiasco I know, every week, isn't it? Whenever yeah. I see fifty to six I'm just thinking, <laughs> fiasco. Yeah. Well, there was another one, 46 nil. 46 nil, fiasco. I know. I know. That's how city country used to be. I know. Oh, you're not going to get that from the Anzacs, I'll tell you now. That's I tell fact. you what, I bet you the, uh, you know, the rural and regional Anzacs would clobber the city Anzacs. Oh, of course they would. Mm. 
Oh, yeah. Mm. You know, to be in a spirit. It's yeah. What we're talking about. Yeah, here. yeah, yeah. That's what, exactly what we're talking about. Mm. Now, Even uh, if half of them were in the bin for most of the game. Yeah. David says, uh, I listen with interest to your podcast and notice there's a lot of talk around the rugby league partiality for falling in love in public toilets. Mm-hmm. I agree this is not breaking rugby league rules, but I'm still concerned for players' safety. Yeah. To my mind, a comfortable, clean and safe hotel room could easily be decorated to imitate the interior of any type of public <laughs> convenience. Modern digital printing offers economical alternatives to painted walls whereby a 360-degree photographic reproduction of an actual toilet interior, say Parramatta Leagues Club, is applied wallpaper style to the hotel room walls, floor to ceiling. The simulation could be further enhanced by audio effects, flushing water, coughing, nose-blowing, hand dryers, and for a more boutique experience, odour. This artificial but familiar environment would instantly put the player at ease and he could relax and perform without any of the associated risks of being out in public, example, clandestine filming, bacterial infections, etc. The hotel would automatically become fully rugby league compliant and benefit from all that recognition affords. Happy Rugby League. Isn't that incredible? They're all good suggestions this week. It's incredible. That's a great breakthrough. The idea of taking the toilet somewhere else. Yeah, Mm. somewhere safe. Mm, Somewhere safe. Now, Jono from Bulleye says, uh, plenty of good points last week about fans wanting to see more punches in the head in rugby league. I want to mention a story that piqued my interest this week. Yes, good. Love stories. Paddy McCartan, the, uh, while ah, playing yes. for the Sydney Swans reserves, yes. was cited for belting an opponent in the head. At the tribunal, he claimed low blood sugar levels were responsible as they rendered him more agitated than usual. Hmm. Could a revolutionary rugby league coach look to this for inspiration? Is it high time rugby league does away with the sports drinks and perhaps enforces a fasting period leading into the match? Is that, I know you <clears throat> may not know about this, but is that true that low blood sugars? I'm not sure. You it, know, once you well, punch people in the head. It's just, it didn't just work. A, it didn't yeah, work yeah, as I, a defence. I think it was a desperate desperate lawyer trying to go, well, what did you have that day? Yeah, nothing. Well, I never had no chocolate because I'm not a Wallabies fan. Ah, so you had low low bloody (laughs) sugar. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, should be. Now, Paul's been in touch. He says, I've long supported your campaign to have gambling taught in schools Mm -hmm. and on that front I have good news. Yeah, good. (laughs) My son attends Ballarang Public School in the Shell Harbour region. Yes. They have a reward system where a student who works hard and is well-behaved receives a merit card. The merit card is put in a large barrel and at their weekly assembly, the principal plucks a card out of the barrel. The student to whom the card belongs wins a prize. Wow. What? My son is learning that hard work affords you the opportunity to gamble. I cannot recommend this school highly enough. Right. Are you allowed to punt on who Well, that's what I was going to ask. Yeah, Because it's missing a dimension. If you could put bets on whose card might... Be plucked. ...be plucked by the principal, Mm. then that becomes... A little bit more interesting. Uh, That is good news, isn't it? They're almost there. They've they've got something rooty, meaning they've developed them themselves. Yeah. And they've got a barrel, which is good. Mm. And obviously somebody, maybe a youngster. And a winner. And a winner, yeah. Somebody come up and turn the barrel, so another person involved. Yep, yep. Just finally, HG, Nick says, uh, happy rugby league. Mm, Happy rugby Um, league, Nick. Happy rugby league, Nick, yes. Uh, I'm writing to update you on preparations for Magic Round up here in Brisbane this weekend. Mm -hmm. I was riding my uh, electric bike, a very popular form of transport in our resource-rich state, 
along the Lang Park <laughs> forecourt this morning when I was stopped by a security guard. Yes. The guard asked me to ease up and ride a little slower around the stadium this week. I asked if this was for safety reasons, but he said no. It's because they wanted everyone to feel the magic. What? As we were talking, I noticed AV technicians installing high-quality digital cameras and lightning lighting in the port Could it be that the first episodes of Married at First Flush will be filmed this weekend at Magic Round? Oh, it's got a ring to it, hasn't it? It certainly has. I assume that'll be on Channel 9. I don't know who's hosting it yet, though. No, but maybe they're just filming the wild footage oh, to get they? it started and yeah. then I'll cut it yeah, into it something with a host. Makes sense. Isn't that great? All yeah. excellent suggestions. Yep. Have you ever heard of that before? That somehow out the front there's somebody who's armed and obviously dressed in official uniform mm. telling people to slow, slow up, down, ease up to feel the magic. No, but I like it. <laughs> How to build a healthy community? <laughs> Form a club. <laughs> build a clubhouse. <laughs> Win matches. This is Bludging on the Blind Side on ABC Radio. Now, magic round, feel the magic. Uh, a big part of Magic Round was the concept, which I didn't quite get hold of completely, was the joint after a match like last night where half the players were sent off, mm. both coaches would be sitting behind Yeah, I was looking forward tables. to that. I was looking forward to that. Yeah. And there would be captain alongside the coach of each yeah, side and, yeah. uh, you know, there would be an MC, somebody yeah. who had authority, uh, you know, maybe Dan Ganane or Andrew Voss or somebody we yeah, know yeah, from calling yeah, yeah, football. Yeah. Or Bryce, whatever his name is. Yeah, yeah. and they would ask or navigate the questions from the journalists first up towards mm. the coaches and take the responses and move on to whoever wanted to ask. And let's face <clears> it, Magic Round has just got so many people talking. World television is interested. Mm. And then the fans would be allowed to ask questions. Yeah, that's right. And uh, now that was great, but uh, Wayne Bennett, who's obviously the next Broncos coach, was a bit standoffish about it. Mm. And uh, in today's... Mail, well, he was hostile, wasn't he? Yeah, hostile. fair enough. Yeah. Well, yeah, I suppose hostile is several degrees removed from standoffish. <laughs> but now the NRL has been forced to abandon a plan to hold joint press conferences with coaches and captains in front of fans <clears throat> uh, as no one felt the magic, especially Wayne Bennett. <clears throat> Just hours after South Sydney uh, coach declared officials would have to drag him into the Sun Stadium, Suncorp Stadium forecourt if they wanted him to attend post-match interviews in front of fans. The NRL informed the remaining 15 clubs that the one-off concept had been abandoned. Now, this is a weird... Well, who's in charge? Thanks very much. Who's is in Wayne charge? running the show now? Yeah, that's well, what it looks like, doesn't now, it? Now, remember the hub last year? Yeah. Wayne felt peckish and needed some carbonara, low blood sugar, I said. That's so right. So all of a sudden he had to wander over to Bar Italia in Nicholson oh, Street. Oh, that's know. right. Broke the, um, yeah. Almost busted Project mm. Apollo single-handedly. That's right. Now he's busting the fan zone uh, press conferences. Yeah. Well, I think the fans would love to see him dragged onto the forecourt, wouldn't they? I hadn't thought of that. Kicking and screaming? You mean that, you know... Forced down, microphone put on him? You mean that person who was telling the bike rider earlier... Yeah. ...to slow down and feel the magic, security guard. Yeah. They might have ten of them. Yeah. And they'd all run into the rooms. Grab Wayne. Pull him out, drag him out. Yep. Come on, Wayne, where are you going? Well, we're going to the fan zone. Now, as revealed by the Herald at uh, the start of the week, South Sydney Bennett had no interest in the novelty idea. Mm. The NRL wanted to enhance the fan interaction and the match day experience. Yes, oh. that's what we're looking forward to. I tell you so what. many fans I saw and spoke to had their little questions written out and everything, you know, professionally prepared, looking forward to putting questions to, to Wayne. 
You know, like like what was the carbonara like over in Leichhardt, Wayne? That was going to be one of the questions. <laughs> Does the send-off work? <laughs> now, Bennett said he was happy to take questions after the South Cronulla match, mm-hmm. but not in front of supporters, many of whom he would have, he thought would be drinking throughout the day. Oh. I mean, hang on. How do you feel the magic if you can't drink? Yeah. I mean, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, where, where's the league going with this? Is it all for these things or is it only half-assed and, yeah. you know, oh, as soon as he meets the first rumble strip, it's all over? Mm. I mean, that's what that's what worries me about the sin bidding is the sin bidding has caused outrage today across social media and across yeah. the airwaves. They won't be talking about anything else. You know, on Grandstand coming up later, yeah. I mean, that's all, you know, Andrew Moore will be talking God, about. I'll with get the hours and hours out of <laughs> sin bidding. And quite rightly. Was it fair? Was it wrong? Was it fair? Yes. Right. Who else should have gone in the bin? That's that right. Was, what if, did they miss? Yeah, exactly. If that's rugby league, yeah. I'm not interested. Yeah, you know, walk that's out, it. It's not the game I used to play. Yeah. Mm. You can hear it now, you can't can. you? can. And people ringing up, you're absolutely right, bossy, yeah. or whoever it is, yeah. Maury, yeah. you know, and Luke Lewis, tell him to get on the message, you know, as well, all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, the coach said he would be available beneath the stadium in the press conference room where coaches and players normally talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's happy to talk there, is he? Yeah, but not to fans. But not to fans. Only to ticketed, yeah. you know, people from nine newspaper and news limited newspapers. Right. The move left TV networks and the NRL scrambling, mm. scrambling to avoid the embarrassing picture of Sharks caretaker coach Josh Hannay yeah. doing a joint press conference on his own. Oh, in front of the fans. And the fans would have given him a gobful too, wouldn't they? They would have. What are you doing here? What are you doing here? You're, not, you're not a coach. <laughs> what happened to Morris? <laughs> hey, how's Morris? What's Morris doing? Why is Morris here? Hey? <laughs> you can see it now. Can't you can. Coaches wait for a risk being fined if they refuse to. Fine. Oh, fined? <laughs> Why aren't they sent Why off? Why are put in the bin? <laughs> put in the bin. <laughs> now. I'm not saying I won't do the press conference. I just won't do it in the public place. If they want me f- to, f- to find me, that's their prerogative. They can make make me sit. They can't make me sit in the forecourt. And unless they physically take me there, they won't be able to get me there. It ain't going to happen. I'm not a fan of it because I know some of the situations that could happen, and it don't. I don't want to be exposed to it. Uh, See exactly as you say. Yeah. You know all the questions. Well, there'd going, be awkward questions. Yeah, to Hannah. Yeah. Obviously, you know. Yeah. yeah. Morris. Well, where's Morris? Yeah. How much do you get paid? How much are you getting paid? You know, etc. <laughs> Why don't you play so and so at half? You know. Anyway, <laughs> Bennett knows being seated next to a rival coach after a game could be a recipe for disaster, especially with emotions running high. Eight well, when we're in the bin. What Wayne doesn't trust himself. Well, well he might. Well, he might want to hit this bloke. Uh, that's the implication. That's the implication, isn't it? He can't emotions trust running high. The open-air aspect could also be tricky given the fans are not obliged to watch in respectful silence. Oh, respectful silence. respectful silence. They're rugby league people. They're feeling the vibe of Magic Ground. Well, they'd love to hear Wayne's thoughts, wouldn't they? Yeah. You, you could hear a pin drop. Exactly. You know, it might be a bit rowdy when the other bloke, the, the Morris stand-in, <laughs> when he's trying to get a word in. Now, Bennett later quipped that his uh, stance was designed to keep journalists in a job. Hope you appreciate it. Anyway, this is sad, isn't it? Because you know, well, it's disappointing for nine because they were relying that on relying for program. That was going to be program. I know, and they could cut that up afterwards and lead the news with it. Yes, you know, Bennett says controversially. Le- yeah, Bennett says league goes too far. Yes, yeah, head rule must be looked at or re-examined or sin bin not working or yeah. why isn't someone sent off? Or and then he'd list the players who ducked. Yes, these players. I'm naming these, these players. players deliberately duck duckers. Yeah. 
the greyhound industry questions the French submarine deal, the issue of fracking and the financial health of our universities. This is Bludging on the Blind Side on ABC Radio. Yes, Roy. On the text here, Tony has been in touch. She says, how about the NRL coaches employ a referee's commentator? When the media asks a coach about refereeing, he refers them to the referee's commentator standing by on Zoom, who then says exactly what the coach has told him to say. Um, uh, you know, his real impression of that is uh, the game's officials. The commentators give them the spray. The coach never said it and no silly fine. Employment could be on a, on a sliding scale. Next to no charge for Wayne Bennett, all the way up to substantial premium for Sticky. It's a good idea, isn't it's it? It's a very good idea. And can I point so out... Stick, what do you think about it? You know, are they duckers, mate? Are they duckers? In your side, you've got any duckers? you got any genuine duckers? You refer him to these commentator mm. who says something on Zoom. He's free. He's fine. Now, uh, are you imagining that, you know, the referee yeah. has to assume a completely different role in rugby league mm-hmm. now? Mm-hmm. And I'm just wondering if the referees in the forecourt feeling the magic would be a better thing for nine to look at than having coaches there who'd obviously one will be over the moon, the other will be down in the dumps. It's a bit hard to ask people who are losing coaches yeah. to go because you know what they're going to say, well, it wasn't us out there and sure. you know, we tried as much as we could and we, the blokes turned us around, fed credit to them, they're a great team, etc. They've got to say really neutral yeah. things. I agree with you. Can I, I point I, out? I think that would be a fantastic idea if you could get someone like... Oh, I don't know, Jared Sutton or Ashley Klein or... Yeah, one of the greats. One of the greats, you know, straight after the game yeah. and have the fans <laughs> ask questions. Isn't that what... No, that's that, it. That, that's, that's it, isn't it? it. That's, that's the, the one program that, we want that, to see. That is the program we want yeah. to see. And we want why to see... did you send him into the bed? Why did you, why did you send him out of the bed? Yeah. Now, just duckers. Just duckers. duckers. Yeah, can I point out, if they've been drinking all day, so much the better yes. for that program. Now... The next question is, are we going to see a completely a revolution in how we understand refereeing? Blower of the week. Yes. I put eight in the bin and I'm proud of it. <laughs> yes. You know, do you know what I mean? Yes. Uh, uh, you know, well, the f- yeah. show us the footage, yeah. Well, he obviously ducked and I don't like duckers and so they go in the bin. <laughs> sure, he got hit in the head. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I don't no, no, no I sent them both off. I, I, you know, the bloke obviously ducked and the other bloke hit him in the head. You know, they're both at fault, so I just sent them both off. <laughs> China, Rugby League, Australia, join the dots. It is your future. Imagine the Shanghai SARS slugs packing down against the Footscray funnel webs on Mars for the Volandis Cup. All future intergalactic fixtures hung bludging on the blind side. You know, obviously, when we came up with that concept, we didn't realise that China would be able to put a, something onto Mars so soon. I know. I mean, they could be playing league there next week. Mm. Now, <clears throat> speaking <throat> of expansion, yep. uh, you know, magic round. Obviously, time to get your, you know, your showroom together, your window together. So, the Australian Rugby League boss, Peter Volanders, the man of feathers, yep. has revealed mm. Queensland could have a sixth team, oh, sorry, a fifth team by, it looks like, 2025. Really? So they're getting fourth team. That's <clears throat> obviously the one Ben is going to coach. But hang on, isn't Queensland Rugby League in crisis? The Broncos are busted a bloody outfit. 
the, 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 Titans, the, the, win the, the Titans have win I mean, started off all right, but they're, they're hardly world beaters. And, and the, the Cowboys. I know. Okay. Philanders is clean to provide more value for the Code's next broadcast deal. You see, the Code's next broadcast deal, does that depend on people playing interesting rugby league? doesn't appear to <clears> anymore. <throat> no. You yeah. can play the, um, you know, the Mudgee High School under 12s. Yeah. As your number one team in Queensland. Yeah. Because you're not it's, – it's, it's kind of broken free from the idea of the game matters. Yeah. Or the actual quality of the play matters. Yeah. Now, uh. pay uh, TV operator Foxtel is look, locked into 2027 while Channel 9's contract expires at the end of next year. End of next year? Yeah. And Gee, the, that's come around quickly. Free-to-air giant is to, to, sure to seek additional revenue streams from the NRL just uh, justify fresh m- media investment. And the NRL exploring a second team in New Zealand. Well, we broke the story that no yeah, one in New no Zealand, New Zealand wants, wants it. it. No, it'd have to be a team like the Warriors and play in Australia yes. and live in Australia. I can understand <clears> that working. Yeah. You have the South Islanders and no one knows that one's ever been there. Anyway, while Volandis opened a fifth licence, the fifth Queensland team is not out of the question. If the 18th team was to come in, it might be might happen in the next broadcast cycle, but it's going to happen. Planning has to start now. It's too early to be absolutely certain where we go. New Zealand was suggested, and that is a certainty, um, you know, after we're not sure where. I wouldn't rule out Perth, but there could be another team in Queensland. Now, we come to Perth. Yeah. League power brokers in Perth have called the ARL Commission to consider granting them an 18th NRL licence or an 18th, meaning the next licence, claiming it's absurd that Western Australia is not part of the expansion conversation. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think one of the State of Origin games is going to Perth next year. It is, yeah. Because they had such great success last year. Yeah, they loved it there. Loved it. Loved it. They loved their league. Mm. Now, former Western Reds chairman Laurie Puddy. And Laurie Putty, you know, yeah. I haven't heard, thought of Laurie yeah. in a long time. No, he said he was stunned that New Zealand was being discussed an expansion option before Perth. The talk of anything other than the taking a team to Perth is immoral. Immoral? Big call. <whistles> immoral. Wow. Now, Gee. anyway, he said, I don't understand the logic. Obviously, no one has looked at the numbers. When we finished with the Reds in Perth in 1997, the population in WA at the last time was 1.3 million. Yep. Today it's fast approaching 3 million. Is it really? So it's more than double. Yeah, yeah. The Reds averaged 15,000 a game yeah, up until 1997. Well, that'd be 30,000 a game now. That's what he's suggesting. <clears throat> he said, and they're talking about maybe another team in New Zealand. It's bizarre. I don't, I don't know what they're thinking. Mm. There's so much interest in Perth, my phone is running hot. Yeah, it would be. That's Putty's phone. <laughs> mm. Now, the thing that Well, it's I... food for thought, isn't it? I mean... <clears throat> Well, look, the way I see it, the next team up should be the Anzacs. Yes, I agree. I agree. I'm that's that's right got to be the next. That's got to be the next team up, and then after that, then I think we can start looking at perhaps Western Australia. But I'd be more inclined to uh, relocate, say, the Broncos to Western Australia. Would they be called the Perth Broncos? No, they'd be the well, they'd be the, red, the, the, the red Broncos. Or the something. red Broncos. Now, listen to this. Yeah. Uh Shane Richardson, mm. well-known rugby league mover and shaker. Yeah. His son, Brent, who's been working with Google in New York, shaping marketing and data strategy brands for people like uh, New York Times, Netflix and IBM. Uh, he's behind a, a, an outfit called the Brisbane Firehawks and it's a bit about them being everything the Broncos are not. Ooh. What, successful? Yeah, well, that's obviously implicit. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't want to take on the Broncos, Titans and Cowboys. Something in the Australia Rugby League conscious, is conscious of it as it weighs up the three bids. They want to be something – we're 
hunters, not <coughs> cannibals. Right. So they want to start again in a new area, branch out. Mm-hmm. They said, we're hunting new businesses and new people. Everyone can sign Wayne Bennett. Everyone can sign Cameron Munster. I'm not quite sure that's right, but be that as it may. Yeah. The hard part of the business is attracting new members and corporate sponsors who aren't involved in rugby league. Yes. There are sponsors out there who haven't been involved before because they want to be involved in a modern platform that's appealing to an age group that isn't already rusted on. Yeah, well, I think that's right. We're not. We're trying to attract new fans from the age of two to 27, yes. and you can do that only by using a digital base and you can sell that, you know, obviously you can market that and exploit yes. that. Yes, you can. Yeah, yeah. Well, well no, that's, that's a terrific idea. This is the Brisbane Firehawks Firehawks. Concept. So the, the Richardsons were reluctant <clears throat> to hand over too much detail about right. the bid before the Firehawks' official launch in Brisbane next Tuesday. Really? Next Tuesday. Okay. Who are the sponsors he's talking about, H.G.? Nestles, are they... <laughs> are they involved? Yeah. I hadn't thought of them. No, nor had I. I bet you the Lint people are interested. Oh, yes. They'd love to be related to or have an association with rugby league, wouldn't they? They're world-famous chocolatiers, aren't they? Chocolatiers, that's right. That's right. I don't know what a chocolatier is, but they're world-famous. They're world-famous. Yeah. Yeah. And arguably the best chocolate in the world. I tell you what, there's a few Queensland... I mean, I'm not bad. You know, Nestles is great and Cadbury's is obviously great. I mean, just look at the Wallabies. You can see how great it is. But that lint, that, that Firehawks lint association. I don't think they do a fruit and nut, though. No, they don't. <laughs> it's not their go. It's not their go. It's no, European. No, 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 no. They, the they, they, they caramel, ca- you know, salted caramel and stuff oh, like that. Oh, yeah, sea salt and all that sort sea of Sea salt, yeah. Hey, I tell you what. Weird you, things, you know, fish. Who ever thought putting fish into chocolate? I never would have. Those master they, chocolatiers do. I know. Oh, it just and, tastes like rubbish to me. But then again, you know, I like rubby lee. <laughs> The posse pulled up around the campfire. It had been a hard day of bitter dust on the trail of the murderer. But spirits were lifted when Black Bruce realised it was bin night and the crew could download the Blindside podcast from the ABC Listen app. Now, this is all great, but then now, get, wait for this. The NRL warned all bidders about creating too much dialogue in the media. What? Yeah, I know. Don't they want dialogue in the media? That's madness. Don't they want people to know that who's doing what and where? Unsurprisingly. Well, exactly. I mean, is this in relation to the Firehawks? What, the, the Firehawks, Firehawks are getting too much coverage. Too much coverage of the Sucking Firehawks. away from the Titans and the Cowboys and the you-know-who. Oh, the Kevolution. Lord. Unsurprisingly, several senior reporters have been wined and dined in Bris Vegas during the past few days as the battle for licence cranks up. Can I say that you and I haven't? With two people, two journalists in Australia, two professional media yeah. people in Australia, the only two who haven't. No, we haven't. We've sure we've had a bit of fruit and nut. Yep, we goes that side. But it's no any, whining and dining. Any talk of boondle tools getting associated well, with the Firehawks HG? Can I point out, no, this is just a quick check. Yes. Sprout Artisan Bakery. They're a tremendous baker. Yeah. They have no connection with Rugby League. It's a bakery in New Farm, Queensland. Right. Obviously in Brisbane there. They look to me as though they're cherry ripe to put in maybe two or three mil. Really? Then so we... we've got Nestles, we've got Boondle Tools and the Sprout, Sprout Artisan Bakery at this stage. And I wouldn't be surprised if uh, other establishments like Stone Artisan Bakery being Oh, Artisan right. bakery is a big thing, you know. Oh, right. You know, we don't we don't eat sourdough much, but anyway, yeah. that's made that great great 
great products. But yeah. artisan, you know, where they make it themselves on the premises. Oh, cook, yes. Cooking and wood fired and all that sort oh, of thing. Oh, Lord, really? That's really big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And right. don't tell me they're... It's they're very boutique. It's what I call boutique. Boutique. Yeah, yeah but you come a few together... Mm. And get them behind, say, the fire sticks or whatever they're <laughs> the called. Fire hawks. <laughs> fire hawks. They, yes. Yes. I can see where that, that, that how, yes. Because people want to be associated. You point out all the time, people love being associated with rugby league. They do. And, and there's no reason why a few of the players couldn't you know, waddle can, down and, and get involved with the bread making and that sort of stuff. Exactly. And can I point out that you often say that a player will swap clubs because of sponsorship deals. Yeah. We point out that Steggles is the, all the time we do this, Steggles yeah. is the major sponsor mm. of the Roosters and historically that's been one great advantage in yeah. attracting players. Forget Pilates and that lot and the money. That's only part. Of it yeah. because you can't alter that. That's all fixed. Pilates sure. is there for life, and the salary cap means you can only get so much. But takeaway chicken, yeah, that's where the gravy is in yeah, this. So imagine your sourdough loaves. Players coming down to you, I'll have a half a dozen things. Yeah, that sort of thing. I mean, that's yeah. how it's going to go. I suppose that's how it'll go. The yes. Firehawks, Baker, Artisan Bakers. Yeah, I mean, I can see. Weren't the Broncos sponsored by, or was it the Let's go Coffee cheese, Club man. or something? They were. I don't know what happened to that. I don't know what happened to that either. Because they've gone. I assume that, you know, any any Bronco could waddle into a, any of those outlets and sit down and have a free meal and a cup of free coffee, coffee uh, for as yeah, long as they no, and bring no, all their mates. But they're no longer there. They're no, no, what? what I don't think the, the coffee club. The franchise club, is gone. I don't think the coffee club exists anymore. Doesn't it really? I, I, could, I could be wrong about it. It's that. gone the way of the Broncos. <laughs> There's a new noise in rugby league cheese this season. Try the creamy Tamalolo Brie or the fruity Cronk Gorgonzola from the master Melbourne cheesemaker, Jesse Bromwich. Details at your nearest league cheddar outlet on Bludging on the Blind Side. Hang on, we've just been, uh, our hard-working producer, Dave Stein here, has just discovered there's coffee clubs at Randwick. Now, hang on a minute. What's the good of a coffee club in Randwick when they're sponsoring the Broncos? The Broncos. It's madness. It is madness. No wonder rugby No wonder it's going. fallen apart. I mean, the whole business model is mad, isn't it? We'll have a sponsorship, but it won't do anything near the thing that we're associated no. with as a sponsor. Yeah. Anyway, I yeah. assume there'd be one in the clubhouse. There'd be a coffee club, you know, Red Hill, part well, of the part of the setup. Well, now look, put uh, the tackle bags away, boys, and I'll see you in the in the coffee club. Yeah, we'll have a bit of. Okay, Kevy, um, won't be long. Yeah, we'll do a bit of video work. <laughs> now, with the Richardsons, will tell you uh, is they're modelling themselves on one of the biggest sporting franchises in the world. The main guys we looked at closely were the LA Lakers. Oh, that's such a professional. I mean, their chicken sponsorship is insane. Oh no. They're those big mega chickens, you know. You can, you know, live off one for a week. <laughs> the way they've commercialised their brand worldwide, mm. we've also looked at entertainment platforms like Spotify and how they build loyalty amongst its users. Oh, yeah. Is that right? Yeah. And the, there's a lot of pushback against Spotify, I think, because they don't pay the artists much. I'm not sure how. Oh, yeah, yeah, they don't play the artists much at all, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah Anyway, yeah. and then brands... That's a separate issue, but yeah, I, I, know, I assume I the LA Lakers put out their... You know what you should be listening to this week on Spotify, and they and you just play the LA Lakers station yeah, list. list, yeah. And then brands like Red Bull <clears throat> and the way yeah. it markets itself, we've been lucky that we've been uh, given the clean slate in the in this build in building this franchise. I mean, this is sort of mm-hmm. 
Weirdsville because they've got so much done yeah. and they don't have a team. I mean, yeah. just imagine what will happen when they get a team. I mean, mm. they can't avoid the realities of league, you yeah. know, duck your head and you get you know, punched in, you're going to yeah. get sent off, all that sort of stuff. They can't yeah. avoid that. They've got to turn up with people who can actually do this thing. Yeah, that's true. Because the Lakers, it's... sadly, can play basketball. Yes. They can't they, always they, they, play basketball, but no. the majority of the time they're the no, dominant side. But it's the business model the Firehawks are looking at. Yeah, but they could play pick-up sticks. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. The that that fire-sticks model. Now, if they can get uh, Spotify on board so you could listen to what the fire-sticks are listening to this week. You, you see what I mean? And that would be sponsored by Boondle Tools or the, the Sprout Artisan Bakery <laughs> or the... You know, whatever the chocolate is, it's going to be. You reckon it's going to be lint? I've well, got doubts about that. I, I just <laughs> can't, can't see that being a fit. But, but, but Nestles, yes. Yeah, now, and it's can, in Nestles right up behind the Firehawks, yes. Now, can I point out that we're looking for international sponsorship? We're looking for sponsorship that will take this thing, the fire sticks playing pickup sticks, yes. internationally across Europe, and lint <laughs> is the way to do it. Well, I agree with you. I agree yeah. with you. If, if Lind are going to come to the party, but have the Firehawks reached out to Lind to the Lind people yet? I don't yet? think so. No. I don't think they have. No, I just made that up. Right. Suggestion. <laughs> because I'm thinking that could we crack China again with this model? You know how in the old days, Big Nose was always going up there with. Uh, oh yeah, the team he was. He was. He and was. Aussie Bok Choy oh, was. All so you're those. suggesting something like like that great Great Wall car? The Great Wall car. Could, yeah. Could, the Firehawks could always drive, be, around, drive in around in it. Do you, you see yeah, in no. the club colours? People would say, oh, look at that grey wall. Look at that. That's Firehawks. Car. That's got to yeah. be, you know, yeah. box head at the wheel or yeah. whoever it's going to be. Yeah. Whoever's their champion. No, I get that. I get that. That's And, and could Because the, the Broncos had a great model in the old mm. days when they had the cheese rings, they had the, and the battery, batteries. the pizzas. <laughs> yeah, the pizzas. What are, happened to all that? Well, that somehow fell over because no one was interested in the Broncos' well, well, cheese the product rings. wasn't very good. The batteries no, didn't work. The no. peaches, pizzas gave you gastric. Was that the problem? <laughs> that was the problem. <laughs> but now, listen, what I'm trying to get to yeah. is an idea. Forget government. Forget Oh, forget, you can forget government. <laughs> Government does nothing. Look at the budget. We mentioned that before. You know, if you love your rugby league and you look at the budget, look at what Frydenberg delivered the other day, not one measure of rugby league, not one. <laughs> then you get people like the foreign minister, you get people like, you know, uh, you know, uh, Spud Dutton, so yeah. we're going to be at war with China. Forget all that. Forget all that. Get business talking to business. Yes. There. Yeah. You're not sure you've got to talk to the Communist Party, but that's a given fact, Chinese yeah. Communist Party. They are the business. There's no other model. They are the business. Get yeah. linked to people to say, fire sticks, rugby league, have you thought about it? That's all they've got to do. That's all they've got to do. Reach out. Reach out. Yes, and don't rely on government because government's not going to help you. The murderer knows people. People like Scott Cam, Shotgun McKenzie, Peter Evans and Max Verstappen. Join the dots, Australia. This is Bludging on the Blind Side on ABC Radio. And because Magic Ground is pressing, uh, let's get on to the second bit of fat of the afternoon. We've got the Ruin HG, uh, this Sporting Life CD, double CD, and we've got a cream poster here, Roy, at... Uh, of the uh, Royal Nature's Cream Program. Some people oh, yeah. might remember that from uh, many years ago. Yeah. From the last World Cup. And it looks as though, with the settling down of this jumper decision by Australian rugby, that they're now, I think, able to bid for the 2027 World Cup. Really? 
Wouldn't that be fantastic? I know. I don't see us making it out of the group stage, but no, be that as a may. It doesn't matter. <laughs> no. I get people talking rugby in a positive way. They would. You know, a bit, like, would. A bit like, you know, shoot shield. I mean, it does so. Or that match the other night. Oh. 20 minutes longer than it should have been, but yep, it doesn't that's matter. All right. So we've got the double poster pack and the double CD of Ryan HG for some lucky listener all who right. can answer the following question, Roy. Yeah, just on the text, uh, Chippy says, suggesting that Perth's population is 2 million now, HG. And the, and the rugby growth there is uh, influenced by the migration of a lot of South Africans. Oh, no, I understand that. Yeah. Well, Laurie Putty's just sort of embellishing the numbers as any yeah, stupid business person would. Yeah. And someone else is suggesting that the Broncos could be relocated to Christmas Island. <laughs> now, the question is, HG. <laughs> Why? Seems a bit cruel, it doesn't does. it? It does. How about Manus Island? Surely that's where they... <laughs> yes. Um, now... Question is, what can low blood sugar get you to do? Arguably. What can low blood sugar get you to do? Okay. okay. The phone number is 1300 361 700. The phone number again, 1300 361 700. All comers phone now. The most decent people on earth, Australians. The fittest people on earth, Australians. The fittest, most decent Australians, the AFL community. Celebrated each week here on The Bludge. Now, we're joined by Ollie from Kingaroy. Uh, happy Rugby League, Ollie. Yeah, happy Rugby League to you, Roy. Yeah, now you're in Bjorki Peterson country. Do, do you often see any of the Bjorki Petersons running around? Oh, there's a, a few running around, a few siblings, no doubt. And, well, there's plenty of monuments and, um, you know, parks and yeah. things like that that have got the name emblazoned on them. Is there a big peanut somewhere? Um, yeah, there is a big peanut on a on a van, and people do proudly wear peanuts on their shirts. Oh, and isn't that... you always see people nibbling peanuts in town. And is your is Kingaroy? You know how COVID's changed how we use Australia, how we live in Australia. Has it benefited from COVID with people set coming to Kingaroy and maybe taking over? I don't know old derelict places and doing them up. No doubt, no doubt. Yeah, there's plenty of slabs going down and mm-hmm. there's plenty of free camping parks and you'll always see the grey nomads sweeping through. And yeah. and more strangers permanently in town? I, I, that's not the way to put it, but, uh, you know, more new residents permanently in town as well? Oh, I, th- I think so. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a bit of a go-ahead area anyway. Um, with um, Well, we've got a new hospital, of course, and um, mm-hmm. so we've got new doctors and faces in there and... Um, Fair the, enough, um, that does pull a crowd, a hospital. Yes, that, that's fantastic news. Well, you know that's an important part of a, a rugby league town. Yeah, it and is, what it are is. The, what is the local team known as? Uh, Kingaroy Red Ants. The, the Red, Red Ants. Ants. How are the Ants going this this year? Oh, there's there's plenty of them around. The, the junior competition's very strong. Yeah. And keeping the young ones uh, busy on a Saturday morning. Now, are there plenty of volunteers, Ollie, to... to um, Blow up the jumping the castle needs. and yeah. put the urn on and Oh, every every um rugby league club thrives on its volunteers. Yeah, yes. no, that's true. And, um, your idea about the grey nomads yes. is fantastic. It is um, a good idea because they they often are doing nothing. I mean, I, I don't want to be too critical of them, but uh they're looking for something to do. That's they're right, that's right, that's, that's exactly, exactly right. Yes. And we could get a site going. Mm. 
Uh, nomads, if you're headed in the, say, the Kingaroy direction, yep. you know, remember to check in, say, round four. Yep. You know, make yourself available, make yourself known, and then if you're moving on to, say, Caboolture or Millennia or something, somewhere like that, yep. remember to check in for the following. Well, there's no reason why there couldn't be oh. a, a sort of national roster yes. so that you know, all right, this weekend we're going to Kingaroy because we're going to look after the, you know, under-14s, mm. we're going to run the lines there and get the urn and, going and sell the pies. Yeah, that's right. Simple. Exactly right, and you could you could they all put stickers on the back of their van. Well, that's right, and, ah. the, and, the, and the other thing is, generally speaking, when it comes to your grey nomads, uh, Ollie, you can rely on them. Yeah, they're reliable. They're dependable they're people, right. and I love they're the idea. There. They're always there, and I love the idea that you get a sticker. I served, or I ran the line in Kingaroy. I yes. blew in Kingaroy, etc. All that sort of yes. stuff. Yes, some the back sort of, of acknowledgement from the rugby league, from the Queensland rugby league, the New Zealand rugby league, the national rugby league. But it's yeah. not hard to do. Now, Roy, <laughs> set out the question. <laughs> oh, what was the question? Oh, yes. Oh, what can low blood sugar get you to do, Ollie? Well, in, unfortunately, t- people can tend to go high, and even to the point of punching someone in the head. That's <laughs> beautifully summed up. Excellent. So the double CD of Roy and HG, this sporting life, and the double poster pack, the cream of the 2003 uh, Rugby World Cup that was in Australia, and uh, of course the uh, Sydney Olympic poster. They'll be in the mail to you as soon as we can. And in the meantime, thanks very much for being part of Bludging on the Blind Side. What makes Australia great? Rugby league and bludging on the blind side. HG? Yes, uh, Roy. Manly speeder, speedster Jason Saab has thrown down a gauntlet to Josh at O'Carr, mm-hmm. reigniting the calls for a 100-metre rugby league sprint showdown to declare the NRL's fastest man once and for all. Yep. Perhaps inspired by the famous fan Harry challenging teammate uh, Tom Trebojevic to tear up and down the Manly Curso. Corso's uh, area of uh, oh, the suburb yeah. Manly. Yeah. Now, Saab says there's only one way to, uh, to crown the game's ultimate speed king. Yep. Now, <clears throat> is this something you would have liked to have seen associated with Magic Round? Of course. It's a lovely idea, Everyone isn't it? Lo- and everyone's there in the same space. You could have every team would provide its fastest player. But I, I would like to uh, sort of open it out a little bit, HG. I'd love to know the fastest front rower, the fastest second rower, the fastest mm-hmm. hooker. You know, the fastest halfback, five-eighth, centre. You see no, what I mean? I, agree. I think Full that's back. wonderful. And the fastest coach would be a lovely fastest one. Fastest coach. And I'll tell you one yep. thing, I, you know, they talk about in fan involvement, fan engagement. That's the buzzword. That's yeah. the buzzword with Magic Ground, the, the vibe, yeah, it's the all, whole it's thing. all fans. It's yeah, fans, it's all fan, 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 fan. Even a 60 to nil, the fans, fans are engaged. Are, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just wondering if the fastest fan would be something that we could unearth. Now, I know people are going to be drinking all day, so there's going to be a lot of people who think they're pretty quick yeah. after a few beers. But, you know, oh, a fastest the, fan. Yeah. So it's what would happen would be between all the yeah. various, you know, halves and the re-establishment of the next, uh, you know, I don't know, teams mm-hmm. coming out, running yeah. out, yeah. you would have heats. Yeah. And uh, obviously uh, in the – you start off on Friday night and you push all your way through. There's a lot of breaks in play here. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. you know, I'm not suggesting – So it would be sort of like an extended stall gift. Correct. But decided their final one would be at half time in the final match on because I think this this could fall apart, you know. In yeah, terms it could, of... it could. But would the final uh, match race then mm-hmm. would that then be the fastest fan against Josh Addo Carr or something like that? 
Whoa, now you're talking, assuming that Ado can down Jason Saab. Yeah. But listen, we'll let that lie because he's ra- sadly running out of puff and Andrew Moore's beaten on the door. He's got eight hours of sin bin rugby league coming up. <laughs> we can't do better than that. Join us next week for more Bludging on the Bind Side. Bye now. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.